Oh! Shots yes. fired! Shots fired! You mean that you mean was early? Awesome! <laughs> <laughs> oh! Welcome to the Connect, Mobilize, Deliver podcast, where it's all about connecting people, mobilizing them for action, and delivering results. In each episode, we'll talk about how you can boost your career by mastering fundamental career skills so you can lead with kindness and confidence. Thanks for listening. I'm your host, Greg Herrod. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Connect, Mobilize, Deliver. As you can tell from that introduction clip, I had a great time as a guest on Hard-Headed Podcast. And if you listen toward the very end of this episode, you'll hear the comment that I made that caused that reaction. So stick around to make sure you hear that. It was a, it was a really good time. So this is a bonus episode. It's a bonus for several reasons. One, it's an extra episode. I'll introduce those occasionally when I'm on other people's podcasts. And this was actually the first time I've ever been a guest on someone else's podcast. So that was a new experience for me. It's also a bonus because instead of having three fundamental career skills to share with you on this episode, because there were four of us, we actually have 12 fundamental career skills to share. And then Matt sneaks in a few extras, if you notice, if you listen for that. An additional bonus, Hard-Headed Podcast is on YouTube, so you can actually see this episode in full video if you care to. The format's a little different than what I typically do because it's a little more laid back, a little more casual, as you'll find out. They design their podcast to be a conversation, as if you're sitting in the room, and this time I had the privilege of being in the room with the guys. You've got a Marine, you've got a guy I worked with for a long time, and you've got a an outstanding small business owner who's very talented in the video production space. So sit back, relax, enjoy the conversation. I'll have all the links that you need, including to their YouTube channel, in the show notes, which are available at gregherrod.com slash deliver. It's only one thing left to do. Kick it! Welcome to Hard-Headed Podcast. I am your host, Chet Sears, along with Matt Sandbagger Amos <laughs> and Troy Three-Shot Trussell. So happy you're here with us today. We've got a special guest with us today, Mr. Greg Herod. Um, a good friend of mine, uh, actually a huge fan of the show. Love huge. the show. Oh, huge. Just huge. <laughs> um, uh, Greg and I worked together for 13 years. Yeah, that's right. Roughly. 13. Yeah. Worked at the same place for 13 years. Started working together, like together in earnest, uh, probably around 10 years ago, um, or 11 years ago, somewhere around there. Yeah. It's, uh. In various capacities, we worked together for about a decade. Yeah. So if you um, if if you consider like if you have a long career at a specific place, and then uh, you know you've got people that you're closer to than others, and the one person that you can go in their office and just like vent, like Greg was that that guy for me, you know. So um, you venting, I can't, I can't yeah. imagine. <laughs> yeah like i i got something to say and if i did i'd probably get fired so i'm just gonna go tell greg <laughs> yeah that worked uh that worked out pretty well yeah oh we, that's pretty funny <laughs> no no i mean uh, <laughs> it, it was a re, it was a reciprocal relationship yeah. yes yes it was um so greg and i actually uh got into podcasting together 
um, for at, at that that company. We had a book that we really liked and we wish people would read, and and so we bought a whole bunch of copies of the book, and uh, not a whole lot of people were reading it. Um, and then uh, so we said, well, how can we get this out more? And we had a big we had a big organization that was multi sites across a couple different countries, and um, so we decided to start podcasting. So um, one of the funnier conversations I ever had with an individual was like, Hey Greg, I got an idea. And he's like, what? And I was like, we're going to start podcasting together. Um, <laughs> and he's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, we're, we're going to get some microphones and sit down and start recording. I think I got this thing figured out. And he's like, well, who, who? And I'm like, you and me. And he's like, what? Like, I don't think <laughs> this is the thing. Yeah. The, the challenge of that was we had just been working through this. It was the Kansas leadership center, uh, the book, your leadership edge. And part of that book, talks about getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. Like I had no other choice, you know, we're yeah. out there talking about it and, and now I have to actually go do it. Yeah. And you tied your performance review, your performance rating to that um, second no, one. Didn't my you? boss did. Yeah. I didn't. Um, but yeah, so we, we had, you know, we, we put out 30 episodes in that first season and then it, it was received very well. And then my boss is like, so, you know, just so you know, it's in your goal for next year that you have to do another, you know, do this, keep doing this. And like, another oh, 30 episodes. Well, another season. And then, you know, we take some <laughs> liberties with how many episodes are in a season. But, um, yeah. And, so. and, you know, Chet, it's interesting because until, until then, or maybe just slightly before then, I wasn't a podcast listener. Yeah. So I really didn't know that much about it. And, and I think Art of Manliness, I think, was one of the very first ones that you turned me on to, really. Brett McKay, is that right? Yep. Yeah, really good uh, podcast. And, I started listening a little bit and you made the comment. Do you remember telling me when, when I was talking with you about it, about how people would walk up? Yeah. Yeah. Talk about that. I would just walk up and say, so we, at that case we were recording, I don't know how far in advance, but you would just, you'd be in the moment and and talk. And then, you know, I had to do a lot of editing. Uh, There were, several things I didn't like about the way I talked and there's, you know, pauses and, Oh, uh, we got to take that out. So a lot of editing. And then we ended up would release it and somebody else, we'd, we had somebody else on our team that would actually send them out and distribute it. So weeks would go by and then you'd just be walking around the office and somebody's like, well, yeah, was, you know, that thing, you know, I think you should do such and such. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And the, but they had just listened to me say it you know, at their desk, listening to the podcast. I'm like, I have no clue what you're talking about. Um, and so it was, re- it was really hard to keep up with, well, what, what just released, what is everybody thinking about Greg and I's, you know, a conversation that we just had to them, but we, that's months old for us. We don't, we don't even know. So, and it's interesting that I have a similar experience. I walk in here and Matt, I think I met you one time when Chet and I worked together yep. out the plant, right? And I feel like I know a lot about what's going on in your life because I'm listening to all your episodes. Yeah. They've both been good. So Greg, and this is kind of just interesting information for you guys. He's, he's got a list of podcasts that he listens to based on when they release and his dog walking routine. So he's got two dogs, um, that are apparently digging up your new yard. We talked about that, didn't we? And, um, but yeah, so he'll go, he'll go walk the dogs and listen to the, you know, so I'll typically, if something something happened uh funny or whatever or there's something greg thinks is funny he's just gonna needle me on it it's typically while he's walking the dogs listening to the to our podcast and and i don't know about the rest of your listeners but you guys are my you guys are my friday routine 
So a lot of the podcasts I listen to, they're about a little more focused on, you know, business or, you know, a little more intense. And when I kick you guys on, take off on my Friday walk, it's just fun to sit and listen to you guys. It feels like I'm sitting in the room with you and I'm walking the dogs on a Friday, kind of decompressing. So yeah, I and, appreciate you what you're doing. And here you are sitting in the room with sitting us. Sitting in the room. Yeah. 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 And you just said, kick us off, I believe. It was a, it was a form of kick it. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. Which we put so much thought into that, you know. That's right. Like literally the first time. So much we don't, never planned. It just sticks around. It's good. Yeah, it's crazy. So um, one, of, one of the things we want to, one of the reasons you're on actually, Greg, is um, so, you know, we, we've done a lot and, and you kind of see um, our listeners can, can understand that um, when we see something's valuable, we, we try to propagate it wherever we could in, inside the company that we worked for. And I think you, um, have taken that to another level. So you, you are not only, uh, engaged with where you work, but you started kind of picking up a side gig of, um, you know, the, I find these tools to be very valuable to me and in, in being a part of a business. And I'm going to start, um, seeing what I could do to, to help other people. So you started soaking everything up like, like you said, the other podcasts you listen to are actually, you know, really focused on improving the way that you, you know, run a business or improving the way that you, um, interact with people at work or, you know, and then you're like, well, Hey, I've got some skills that I've learned along the way. So I want to be a part of that, um, network where people can, can get information. And you started out blogging. Um, I think that's what it's called. That's what it's called. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but when you put words and then you put it on a website, a web, like a log of words yeah. on the web. A blog. blog. Yeah. 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 You but, got that um, right. And then, and then uh, from that, you, you are probably coinciding with that. You have a, a weekly email distribution that goes out with skill sets, how to, how to be more effective with your communication, how to write better emails, which I mean, shorter emails. And Matt. It's his favorite form of communication. He said that on the show. Absolutely favorite. <laughs> Text and email. Yeah. Um, but then uh, you've got some some exciting thing coming down the pipe. I do, um, yeah. And so have narrowed down, you know, not just overall business improvement, but you what you've really focused on and what you're really good at is connecting people. So I have like if we're talking about hey, you know, such such. Well, do you know so and so? Have you? Uh, here, I'm gonna send an email and copy them just to introduce you to you. Like really big on connecting people. Um, really big on mobilizing people. So. Uh, you need all of these tools so that you can do more, um, or to be, be more effective or you could be more successful and then actually delivering results. It doesn't matter if, if things aren't improving. So you've kind of taken those three areas, connect, mobilize, and deliver and are packaging up a brand new podcast. Yeah. Launching on July 29th. Pretty excited yeah. about it. Connect, so, connect, mobilize, deliver. That's the podcast. So if you're out there in hard headed land and you are wanting to be more effective in your, in your job, uh, in your life, your career. Um, Greg's got an offering that's coming out and at the end of July, um, weekly, weekly, yes. A weekly podcast that, uh, is focused on those three, th connect, mobilize, deliver and, and, you know, driving skills, uh, to help people be better, which I'm excited about because the top three that we have today, the top three list, uh, top three skills that help you advance your career. So, um, we've got, a pretty unique, uh, I mean, I'm excited about, you know, just kind of sharing this because Troy 
being an entrepreneur, um, completely different from, you know, my experience of working in the corporate world and Matt being a military guy, you know, and, and having a, a career in the military and then Greg and I kind of working in the, in the corporate world. However, Greg's from Howard, Kansas. So good area. Yeah. He's a country boy. That's, that's, <laughs> that's pretty country. Yeah. It's that's, not as small as Longton. Not, not as small or Elk Falls. Or but I, I was not, I, I was not born there and I didn't grow up there. But that's where he chooses to spend most, most of his that's, recreation that's where time. I like to spend most of my time. Yeah. Do you ever stop at the, uh, what is it? The tasty? It's not a tasty freeze. What is it in Howard? Toots, man. Toots. Yeah. Dry man, I've been there. Have you? Yeah, I've had burger there twice. Yeah, you stopped with the family when you came out. Yep. Yeah. And then Howard, Kansas, Toots, Toots Drive-In? Is that what it's Toots Drive-In. My, uh, my grandparents were the second owner of that, if I have it right. 19, I think 1955 was when it started. Yeah. And then they were the second owner. Yeah, so I grew up there with my grandma working. Um, I grew up picking up trash and yeah. learning how to work right there in Toots. So, and, and so being <laughs> small town USA and, and your, your dad's a small business guy um, and, and your brother, I think, works with him now. He does, yeah. Uh, and then you you decided you went to K State, and you started interning for, uh, uh, and then ended up working full time for Caterpillar. Correct. Yeah. So so tell me about, you know, starting from from the small town, small business. Heck, your grandmother owned a drive in, to working for one of the biggest global manufacturers anyway at Caterpillar. What what did you learn in small town USA that you you've been able to apply in your business world? Yeah, and you know, you guys, <clears throat> when you were talking about growing up small town, growing up country, and your arguments about that, but you, it's one of the one of the blessings you have when you're in a small town, and especially it was such a blessing for my folks to own their own business because you learned how to do everything, and you learned that being an owner of a business didn't mean you take vacation whenever you want. It, it meant you do everything. You're responsible for cleaning the toilets. You're responsible mm-hmm. for making the decisions. And from the time I was small, my dad and my mom as well would just take us where, where they were going, do the work, and just working right alongside them. So you learn that work ethic. Which is common or not common in the big corporate world? You know, can I tell you a quick story? Yeah. So maybe some of your listeners have heard of a guy named, um, well, if they've heard of him, it's probably because his name's H.B. Bourne. So he was about six, eight, something like that. And he's from Medicine Lodge, Kansas. And he was the co-op um, director for Caterpillar. So Bert, he went by Bert at the time. So Bert Bourne would do interviews for the, for the co-op program just by calling, calling you up and talking on the phone. When he found out that you were a kid from a farm or you were a small-town kid from Kansas and knew how to work, he pretty much got the job. So when I was um, a co-op student with Caterpillar, it was just a big group of guys who just were hardworking and gals who were hardworking, knew how to do that because Burt Bourne, um, who actually has, if I recall, his jersey retired at KU. Um, yeah. So he was a serious basketball player, but he, he knew how to recruit hardworking kids who. Yeah. So there's, there's a skill set there that, or a, I guess a trait that, that he, he's identified that's not always common. Yeah. And, and when you talk about skill sets, it's stuff that you've, you've, you've talked about, Chet, with me. Skill is something that you can learn, you can practice, and you can get better at. And and working hard is one of those. 
you can learn how to get after a job and you don't do it quite right and you have to get do it again. Yeah. Um, it's something you can learn. So uh, one of the things that I think is hilarious about Greg and I being <clears throat> pretty close coworkers is that we're wired differently, um, a, a lot differently. Like Greg is is this very detail oriented uh, plan spreadsheet, uh, map everything out, think about every angle, and I'm not is like that um, at all. Which was kind of funny when we launched the podcast. You know, internal. He's like, well. You know, so are we going to write out everything that we're going to say <laughs> before we record? I'm like, no. <laughs> for the, okay. Yeah. For the record, who had the tracking spreadsheet? Who built the tracking spreadsheet? I did for you. I did that for you. Is is uh, <laughs> Okay. Okay. I understood who my audience was, and I'm going to have to go a little bit above and beyond to make you feel a little bit more comfortable because you stepped out of the comfort zone. Um, but anyway, yeah, so it, it, it's kind of funny. We've actually had uh, people that we've worked with or that have worked in Greg's organization will come and work for me or, or vice versa. So it's, it's I worked for you for a while. Did I ever give you a performance review? Um, I don't, I know you didn't, you never give me a raise. I remember <laughs> <you left. laughs> uh, maybe you never earned a raise, Greg. <laughs> Raises aren't given, they're earned. <laughs> oh, man, Matt's say? got something Nothing. to say. Huh? <laughs> He's about to go go crazy. You could adjust that, however. There we go. Um, yeah. Hey, so, so I do I do want to say one thing, if I could, Chet. Yeah. When when I think back to doing a podcast and how I got to actually, hey, I'm going to do this thing, which ended up being a blog for a year. You know, you were a big part of that because as the time in our in that time in our company when we were working together, we had a lot of folks who were doing different things. Some leaving on their own, some who um, were asked to leave, others. So that was kind of the starting point. And this idea of connecting was huge because all of a sudden I realized these people that we sort of thought, hey, we're going to be together on the same team for a long time. All of a sudden they were gone. You look around, it's like, well, they're not there anymore. Then furlough, we had furlough time. Yeah. And it made me realize I want something where we can connect but not be dependent on a company to to allow us to connect. And and that's where I think the podcast really comes in. That's what you guys are doing now. I feel like you're connecting. I'll just speak as one listener. I'm connecting with you. I feel like there's a place where I'm in a conversation when I'm out walking the dogs and I can still learn from you guys. I can be a part of that. And that's kind of what I want to add to to my listeners to allow them yeah. to have a place to connect. So, um, well, I think one of the things is a little bit different about the podcast that you have coming out. You're, you're, you're definitely focused a whole lot more on educating your audience than we are. <laughs> uh, that's pro- that's, that's accurate. That's well, accurate. Well, oh, I've learned a lot from you guys. <laughs> yeah, like, we may not be focused on you, you learning. You learn that you can do a boil <laughs> oh, on a right. smoker. This is still no happening. Education. This has got to go. Well, I'm a little scared because I made a comment on Facebook. Now I got this lawyer after me, lawyer from Louisiana. Yeah. After me. <laughs> what did he say? What was that? It was Chris Broughton that said that. I, I know who said it. Yeah. yeah he, he said, uh, did I have a problem with, why were you outside your lane when you started talking about culinary? And Oh, you mentioned <laughs> something about Cajun food. He's like, yeah. No, I just mentioned I thought you were a little outside your lane when you started talking about culinary terms. You're talking about boiling, yeah. and grilling. And he's like, well, do you think... 
yeah, all kind of, any kind of grilling's barbecuing. I'm like, well, I didn't say that. Yeah. Easy. You're a lawyer. <laughs> well, and, and to be to be fair, Chet's description of a barbecue is absolutely wrong. Uh, Did you guys settle the boil? Yes. It, he it's just settled. says it's settled. So apparently it's settled. I don't agree with what he's saying. It keeps coming up in every episode uh, since we talked about that. So I'm going to say it's not settled. Seems like it's not. But no. we're not going to sell it. settle it right now. No. No. <laughs> Sorry for bringing it up. He's Troy's tired <laughs> of talking about it, apparently. He's defeated. Yeah. Two more to go. <laughs> <laughs> All you got to do is outlast the competition. No. Or they could just give up on you. You're not going to get educated. But anyway, um, so you're, you're, you're definitely focused more on, on your audience learning. And, and one of the ways that you're doing that is you're, you're inviting people on that you've learned from to, for them, for them to share. So have I mean, this is, I generally don't know. Do you, have you had, are you having episodes where it's just you or do you have guests on all of them? Yeah, I'm going to do some solo. Um, the, the dynamic you get with a conversation is great, but there are also, um, times where I, I feel like I just need to, to have a message that comes out. And, and to be honest, that's, it makes the production a little easier you can control when you have, um, when you have a solo episode, but it's always good to have, what I've learned is I really don't know nearly enough to share to my listeners. Yeah. I listen to podcasts, read articles, read books. You have experience. Yep, I mean, have you've experience. tried things, you've been to training you. Yeah. Yeah. But there's so many people who know so much more than I do. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, um, I'd love to have you guys on as well, just to share from your various, you have a lot of leadership yeah. experience in different areas and it would be great to have you guys on too. I, as long as that. So I've, I've already recorded, um, two episodes with you. As long as I stay at least one ahead of either of these guys, they could be on there as much as you want them. So <laughs> well, not going to have more episodes recorded with Greg than me. Just so you know. Are you going to get a trophy? Yeah. In fact, <laughs> speaking of speaking of trophies, I, to be on the podcast, you have to have one, right? So I brought yeah. mine. Um, which is that? Who's beeping? I don't know. That's not me. Okay. So, um, there's a little story behind this because Matt and his trophy, which Greg's going to take a picture with after the, we should take here. one where that, you know, like when you hold a fish out, when you take a picture and it looks, make bigger. it even look bigger. It's going to be hard to compete with Matt's trophy. So one, one of the, uh, <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> one of the, um, tasks that I was given, we were given, I think I was given and I said you had to help me. I don't was remember. a team building event that we had to do for our, our staff and, um, I reached out to the, the, the team at, at all things barbecue and we had a grilling competition, not a barbecue competition, Matt, a grilling competition. Grilling? Okay. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, everybody got trophies. Um, and you guys got third place, man. That's a good job. We did a, a blind. I don't remember what you got. Uh, I got last and instead <laughs> of, cause we right here, it says, uh, the grill master challenge, grill master challenge. On the last place trophies, it said "Grill Master Challenged." Like I'm challenged in this area. Um, Matt's not surprised that no, I didn't get first place. Not at all. But that's an example, really, of of connecting, because that was a team building exercise, and it was we didn't know what to do, and we yeah. just came up with some ideas, and it turned out to be a pretty good event. Yeah, yeah. And then I realized how cheap trophies were, 
Like you can have them made for anything. You right? can just go in there and say, "Hey, I want to make a trophy," and they'll just give it to you, whether or not you want anything or not. Yeah, um, <laughs> I've, I found that out. But that's pretty funny. Our little our little chef guy from 2015. That was a long time ago, man. It was a um, long time ago. But one, one of the things that I, I and I think one of the reasons. So another area that and I, one of the reasons I did that team building event, like to do something right. So doing something with people is better than just sitting around not doing anything you learn more about them you you actually get to try something new they're both out you know everybody may be awkward in an awkward situation um in that sometimes you may sandbag so you don't win the event that you planned <laughs> sometimes that happens yeah that happens um but greg one of the one of the locations that we were responsible for was uh in in norman oklahoma so it was like a two two hour 45 minute drive We've got more windshield time together um, going back and forth there from between Wichita and Norman with that, which has always been fun. Uh, and uh, we started hitting some of the restaurants on the way down there. Greg likes to stay hydrated, so he would have to plan out his coffee water schedule, which, by the way, how long, how long have you had that water bottle? Well, that's a good question. Long time. Like, define it. Give me a ballpark in years. Five, maybe five, guessing, five. Totally guessing. Yeah. Why, why do you, why do you ask? I'm just curious. Cause you always carry it around with you and he would have it at work. He put ice in it and then he'd, he'd wrap it in a brown paper towel. So it wouldn't, um, condensate everywhere. And I'm, I'm like, Hey man, just get an insulated water bottle. And your response was, I will see if you remember I, the mouth piece of this bottle is the best. Cause it allows the right amount of ice to come through and you can't find it anywhere else. One of the best days talk about employee engagement. One of the best days ever in my career was when we got one of the ice machines that make the, the chewable ice, the, pel- the, the, tiny, ice? the tiny ice, the tiny ice, crushed ice. Mm-hmm. It's like Sonic ice, right? Exactly. Yeah. Right. And Freddie's ice. And it will go through that mouthpiece melts at the right rate. That but all, it always condensed, so he would COVID wrecked have it. To, I'm starting to see this. <laughs> they took it out. Well, I wasn't there. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm starting to see this planning side of his personality picking up on that, man. Yeah, they have every detail. Yes. Yep. The water bottle is perfect. The ice is perfect. It comes through perfect. There's a purpose for everything. Well, and it's it's important to stay hydrated too. It is because it keeps you sharper. Uh, you don't. You know, if you get dehydrated, you start Convulsing. things start happening in your body. It's bad. <laughs> so staying hydrated is good. Tro- and you're supposed to drink. Troy's literally left in the middle of a podcast to go pee. I know. Yeah. That's why I went before I got <laughs> it's, before it, came it's in. because I stay hydrated. Because it's important. You should drink half your body weight in ounces. So if you uh, weigh well, hold hold on. You're going down a path. Ounces of what? Water. Do you drink water all the time? Not all the time, but it is about eighty percent of what you I came drink. in here with, like a forty-four ounce not water. Well, it's got but water I got, in it. I got an. Uh, Just because you bring it with you doesn't mean you're staying hydrated. It's got ice. <laughs> all I'm saying is it's important to stay hydrated. Okay. And when I said I, I can learned stuff that. from you guys, I learned to go to the bathroom before a podcast. Yeah, it's very important. <laughs> Don't pull a Troy. Yeah, I think that was episode seven. <laughs> I couldn't sit still. Hey, I did notice he was like. Yeah, guys. Okay, we gonna wrap this. <laughs> and then up. you just you just kind of draw it out yeah. a little bit more. What's on your mind, yeah. Troy? <laughs> All right. Oh man. All right. Before we go, um, 
on to the next thing, which is right in right in your wheelhouse. Um, yeah. What, what do you What do you want to tell our listeners about what what's coming? Like what you got coming up? Or they can go find you at gregharrod dot com slash connect mobilize deliver will get you right into your podcast correct but you've got at gregherr.com you've already got a ton of content um and one one of the more valuable things i think you've produced through that is is your um email coaching guide like coaching people through email and how to make that a lot more how effective to write, yeah how to write a professional email yeah yeah so um if you're out there in podcast land and wanting uh, maybe you could share it with the people that you think need to improve their email capabilities. Go to gregharrod.com and check that out. Yeah, gregharrod.com slash email guide. Oh. Easy to get to. Yeah. So but Yeah, if, if you just get to gregharrod.com, and, and it's Greg with two Gs. I once had somebody ask me if it was Greg with one G, and I said... You can't do Greg with one G. <laughs> you can't do. That, that's Greg. <laughs> right, and they said, at the end. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, then two. One at the first and one at the well, end. There's two total. <laughs> not, not two at the not end. Not three. Back to that detail thing, Matt. Yeah. So, yeah, G-R-E-G-H-A-R-R-O-D. That's pretty funny. Greg. <laughs> so we're going we're gonna to talk about the top three skills that helped you advance your career. And, um, Greg, we're going to let you lead. Um, but with- first, take a little break from our sponsor. Thanks to our sponsor, Admirals Pennant, where you can get all the beard oil you need at admiralspennant.com. Matt Amos, the owner, is here with us. He's going to tell us what his favorite blend to make is. I can't do it. He can't do it. They're all I can't his do favorite. It. It's like that's his why, children. That's why I created them. Is because <laughs> yeah. these, the, out of the hundreds that I created, the seven that are there are, are my favorite seven. And a lot of people ask, you know, why haven't you gotten into uh, uh, beard butters and and mustache mustache waxes and all this kind of stuff? And uh, started creating, and uh, I was like, man, I. I cannot create anything better than what's out there on the market when it comes to that kind of stuff. Just cause I, for whatever reason, I'm, I'm not good at making that, but the oils, you got that down. I've got that down. And that's why they're, that's why those are there. Because but if I didn't, if I didn't think they weren't the best, I wouldn't put them out there. Hints of patchouli, sandalwood, cedar, fir. I mean, tea there's, tree. There's so many different options that you have. Go to admiralspinet.com check them out and if you are not a bearded individual you know somebody who is why don't you buy some for them and seven is the perfect number word and welcome back thank you to our sponsor admiral's pennant for that wonderful commercial it's fantastic great great personalities represented in that spot um top three skills that helped you advance your career greg in any order that you would like, well, in any order that you would like, it would well, be crazy if somebody started it too. Yeah, absolutely crazy. Troy would probably go nuts. Yeah, he, unheard of. Yeah. So, in in a shameless plug for my podcast, connect, mobilize, and deliver. Can you guess what three skills I'm going to go to? Man, maybe those. Three. I'll let you guess, Troy. Deliver mobilize and then connect <laughs> three, two, one. I'm going to say number one. I'm just going to guess. Number one is connect. I don't know. What's the most important one? Well, they're all important. And and let me tell you why. But I am going to start in the order that helps people remember it. So we'll start with alphabetical number three. Is that right? Connect. (laughs) So so we talk about skills that that have helped in the career. And really connecting 
is essential in my mind. It's it's about connecting with people, being able to get to know people, connect with them in that way, connecting people to people. So if you can help, um, as we as you said earlier, if you can help um, get a person connected with someone else who can help them, you're helping other people. And and I should have said earlier with the podcast, it's all about leading with kindness and confidence as well. So there's this gap, in my opinion, of folks who think you can't be a kind leader and be successful. But Chet, you've proven that. Um, I, I know the way you guys live your life, you're proving that as well, that you don't have to be a jerk to get results. You can lead with kindness mm-hmm. and then you can be confident in it. So that connecting is about helping other people, serving your team. But it's also about connecting people to resources or opportunities. So I think I'm following the path that you guys do where I maybe put five into one. Yes. Is that right? That's not all of us that, follow that's, that, but that, it's, that's Chet's deal. No. Yeah, so you Chet your, always has a you got your honorable mention. Honorable and, mention, yeah. yeah. I don't I'm not the only one. Pretty much. No. Every time I do it, you have to throw in some. So I'm going, I'll just get you back on track. Sorry. So connect, mobilize, deliver, and then honorable mentions lead with kindness. And no, no, no. connect (laughs) with all kinds of varieties of connecting. Okay. So that's still number three. Yeah. And then mobilize. And that's a bit of a borrow from the Kansas Leadership Center because they talk about mobilizing people to do hard work. And that's about bringing people together. So that's whether you're leading a meeting or you're sending an email, as we talked about, it's about getting those people. It's it's one thing to connect with people and yeah, we like each other, but you still got to get them moving in the right direction. Right. And so number two for me would be mobilizing. And those are all great, but if you don't deliver results, you're not going to have an opportunity to have your job. You know, your, your career is about delivering results in some form. And that's not just at a business. That's if you're a, a coach or if you're a leader of an organization, you're there for a reason. Yeah. So you've got to, you got to get it over the goal line. You know, you got to done, done. You got to get define what done is and then get it done. Yeah. So I would go with connect, mobilize and deliver in a shameless plug. Sweet. Shameless plug for the podcast, connect, mobilize and deliver. I like it by Greg Herod. I'm, I'm a fan. Hey there, friend. Sorry to interrupt the episode, but I have a quick question for you. Do you like free stuff? Who doesn't, right? I know I do especially when the free stuff adds value to my life. And that's what I want to give you. Free resources that add value to your career and your life. I've created a page on my website to make it easy for you to get these resources. It's gregherrod.com free. So what kind of free resources am I talking about? Here are two examples. I created a free guide called How to Write a Professional Email. Make a positive impact with every email you send. This is a complete start-to-finish process that gives you everything you need to create effective emails that get results. Communicating well, especially through email, is a fundamental career skill we all need. And let's face it, a lot of people just aren't very good at it. This guide will help. Another free resource is called Five Simple Ways to Lead When You're Not the Leader. Not everyone's in a formal position of authority, but everyone can lead. This short guide will get you started. When you request either of these resources, I'll send them to you in an email. You and I will be connected at that point, and I would really like to get your input on what other resources I can share to help you in your career. You can simply reply to my email. Send me your thoughts. I have a lot of ideas on what I think would help you, but I really want to hear from you about how I can support you to overcome your biggest challenges. So please go to gregherrod.com free and check out what's there. I'll be adding new things regularly based on your input. Now back to the show. 
Matt, top three, man. Top three. <sighs> Where are you going to go? One uh, first or three first or what are we doing? He wanted to make sure everybody was paying attention to him. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. Um, do. I'm going to say number number three um, skills that have helped me advance in my career, and this is more on the uh, Marine Corps side of things. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I don't have that much corporate experience. I mean, I've been in the corporate world for five years now, um, but decisiveness. Um, being a leader and being decisive, whether that decision is wrong, you can most of the time fix it, but making that decision instead of waiting around for that decision to be yeah. made. Um, because, you know, in the Marine Corps, that, that decision-making, I mean, it's, it's, it's life or death at that point. I mean, you have to make a decision and you can't hesitate to make those decisions. And, and um, you deal with the after effects of those decisions, but, you know, whether they're, whether they're good or bad, you know, a lot of times they're good, but sometimes those decisions that you've made are bad, but at least you've made a decision because doing nothing is, is worse. What was, uh, I've heard like a bad decision made quickly is better than no decision decision made at all. Yeah. And I think Matt, don't you find that once you make a decision, you get some action going and then you start learning. Yes. And you can always deviate. You're going to, we're going to, you make a decision that this is, this is what we're going to do, but you can always adjust you know, as you're, as you're moving forward, yeah. as, as the situation changes. Yeah. Yeah. So that'd be number number three. Uh, number two kind of goes along with uh, connect. Um, uh, but for me, number two is networking uh, because that's, that's really the reason that, that I'm here in, in this corporate type world is because as an APT myself and knowing, um, you know, the product that, that people's orthotics and prosthetics delivers um, and knowing what they've done for me, I have that ability to help someone else. And I, I think as long as you're networking in a, um, what, what's the word I'm looking for? If you're if, with, uh, with good intent, with good intentions, you're not looking for something for personal gain. You're literally looking to help other people and connect somebody with somebody else that can, they can help, mm-hmm. help them or, or somebody that can help somebody else. I, I think that that's where, uh, I, I think that's really where the magic happens. Yeah anywhere because I, I it's so weird just because I know you know been, being able to travel around and, and meet so many different people and knowing people in various industries you know and say oh man that this guy might be able to help this guy you know and then you know introducing guys like uh, you know Steve to, to Wounded War Outdoors to where he I know that you know he comes on these trips and he can see somebody that may not be walking real well or, or maybe yeah. having issues and bam he can solve it for him right there at least you know, temporarily. So, yeah. Um, and let them know that it could be better. Yeah. 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 And no. so networking has got me uh, a long way um, because I'm not, I'm not the smartest guy out there, but I know a lot of people and I can connect. Yeah. I can connect those people. I got, I got a funny story about that. Militarily speaking from a networking perspective, my dad um, was in communications in the air force uh, active duty. And he spent a lot of time in Turkey, uh, temporary duty, not like stationed at a base, but like on hilltops and, and was part of the, introduction of satellite communication to the military like he ran experiments and like the satellite receivers were were truck mounted like huge things and um he found a way to um it was required like he had to do a test every 24 hours on the equipment to make sure it was working and so he was stationed out of uh, tampa at air force base in tampa 
but spent most of two years while my mom and my sister live in Tampa. I wasn't born yet. He was in Turkey, uh, you know, cold war type stuff and, and whatever. But, uh, what he was doing was, uh, allowing the test to be, uh, to make sure all the equipment was working was calling back to his team in Tampa. And then that guy would operate a switchboard. So everybody on his team that was deployed, he would rotate, you know, every day it was a different person, but would be able to talk to their spouse, um, which, you know, back in the early seventies, if you're deployed, you're not talking to anybody like it's mail, snail mail. That was it. There's no, no way for phone calls, no way for, it was just, that was it. And so everybody on his team had the ability to talk to their wife. And it turned out to be like every eight days or whatever that they, they would come back around. And of course there's a guy in the truck that's doing the thing. And so like my mom was talking about, she had to learn how to do you know, over after you the statement so they could switch it back and do the, the communication. Well, anyway, um, there was some, uh, like a full bird colonel, uh, that was coming through checking on everything that's there. And, um, you know, kind of just started talking and my dad just, it, it just, it, one of those moments where it was just him and my dad and it's like, Hey, how are things going? And they didn't know each other too well, but he's like, man, it's been a rough go. You know, my wife's, we were dealing with some stuff at home and such and such. And guy kind of opened up to my dad my dad's like, you want to talk to her? And he's like, yeah, that'd be nice. You know, if I can, he's like, no, really, you, you want to talk to her right now? And he's like, what, what are you talking about? You know? And he's like, well, I'm required to do a radio test, uh, you know, the satellite radio test every 24 hours. We haven't done the test yet today. We can do this test and perform it by, you know, you know, call so-and-so back at the base through the satellite. And then he could dial your, your home phone up and you can talk to your wife right now. And so the, the, he was like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe this. Did it. And it, he was like, Oh, so appreciative of it. And, you know, I see how you're bending the rules to do this, <laughs> but you know, um, fast forward like a decade later, guy's a, a general and there's something going on my dad's uh, I'm, I'm alive we're living in japan there's something going on that's not so great with one of my dad's superiors and some conflict that's there and uh general got called in and this guy was trying to come come down real hard on my dad about some situation and uh to the general and he's like chief sears and he's like yeah oh no he's good like, I think you're the problem, you know, you know, in, in fact, <laughs> they were going to go fly off somewhere on some helicopter, to go check on something. He's in, in fact, I want, I want, I want the chief to be with me. So you just, you just sit here. Like they were going on this dog and pony show. And he like literally told the guys like you, your seat just got given up to this guy all because of the networking, you know, Hey, I'm going to be nice. There's an opportunity here. I can see that I can help you. And, you know, 10 years later that, that comes around and, and turned out to be a really big thing. Uh, for my dad in in that situation. And he had admiration and respect and, you know, was it already had a good word with the guy that he needed a good word with just because he was nice. It's nice when those situations work out in your favor. Exactly. <laughs> you don't want to be the guy that got just, just got kicked off. No, <laughs> you want to be the one going with the general. Sorry. Thanks yeah. for letting me take some of your time there. No, no worries. You didn't take any amount of time. We get all the time. In the world. So, uh, my number one, uh, goes back to uh, pretty much everything that the, uh, the Marine Corps focused on. And in the Marine Corps, uh, and I still maintain to this day, the, uh, the best leadership course that I've ever been to was Infantry Squad Leaders course in the United States Marine Corps. And I learned, I came out of that course, it's, uh, I, I forget, I think it's a month, month and a half long, 
Um, but you were trained to be that leader of that, of that squad. And even in boot camp, you know, the entire Marine Corps is basically a leadership course and they, they really focus because the Marine Corps heavily focuses on small unit leadership. And so, you know, whether you're that, uh, you know, team leader, um, that's, that's controlling four guys or the squad leader that's running it or the, you know, the platoon sergeants running the whole, whole platoon. Um, and I'm speaking specifically for the enlisted side, but, um, they, they focus very, very heavily on leadership. And matter of fact, in boot camp, you learn the 14 leadership traits uh, of the Marine Corps and they have an acronym for that. And it's called JJ did tie buckle. And those, those 14 leadership traits, I, and you used to have to, I mean, you had to rattle them off, you know, yeah. I've been out for a while, so I wrote them down, uh, but their judgment, justice, decisiveness, integrity, dependability, tact, initiative, uh, enthusiasm, bearing, unselfishness, courage, knowledge, loyalty, and endurance. And to me on that, on that list of 14 leadership traits, I think the number one, uh, for me is, uh, is integrity. And that's, uh, integrity has gotten me, um, a lot farther than any of those other, um, on the top two or my top three, mm-hmm. um, because if, if you have integrity and people know that you have integrity, they know that they can trust you and, and having that trust um, build builds confidence. And then that confidence in you puts you in, puts you in positions to where you can, you can lead and, and, and advance yourself because, yeah. because they, the leadership knows that they can trust you. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. I'm curious when integrity gets thrown around a lot, when you think of integrity, what's it mean to you? What do you think? What do you, what's the definition that you so, think of? So integrity to me is is always being true uh, to your word. If if you, if you say something, you're going to do it. If, if you're going to lead with integrity, and, and integrity kind of involves that justice and it involves that judgment. Uh, but it, it's, I think most of those 14 leadership traits all tie into integrity, which is why I singled it out out is the most important one, because I think so many of those. Um, all under integrity and, you know, integrity is also maintaining your, um, your morals and, and, and sticking to those, no matter, you know, what might happen, you know, you might be in a really bad situation or, uh, you know, you may be in a, in a, in the business world, you may be in a negotiation or something like that. And you're like, eh, you know, I can, I kind of fudge this just a, just a little bit to, to get the sale yeah, or to, to yeah. get things going my way. But I think if you maintain your integrity and, and go forward knowing that, Hey, I'm not going to compromise any of my values. I'm not going to compromise any of my morals and I'm going to go forward and, and, and do this to the best of my ability, whether it works out or not, you know, it may be that, Hey, you know, I'm the guy that screwed up. I'm going to have integrity and I'm going to stand up and say, Hey, I messed up. I screwed up. I'm going to take my licks and keep on going. And, you know, with those, with those 14 leadership traits, it doesn't matter um, where you are in, in the corporate world. It doesn't matter where you are in, in business. You can be the lowest guy on the totem pole but if you're exemplifying these these 14 leadership traits, most most importantly, I, I believe integrity. You're making your team so much better, and then obviously that's going to help you advance as well, and it's going to help your team advance. Yeah, and so that's why integrity is number one for me. It sounds, awesome. It sounded like there's 14 you slipped, or extra 13 yeah. you slipped in there. <laughs> Which, if somebody's uh, keeping score, you had the more most add-ons ever. I think so. Uh, yeah, 14 plus one. 15. Yeah, 14 plus one. Networking's not in the 14 leadership. Oh, traits. okay, okay. Nice job. Troy, top three, man. All right. Skills that helped you advance your career. So in my career, started out in graphic design and uh, 
So number three for me would be web development skills. Ooh. Um, started out in graphic design very quickly working for an ad agency, got thrown into web development. Uh, it's, it's a skill that is just ever changing on and on and on. And, uh, that skill alone is what brought me, uh, or didn't bring me to Wichita, but it helped me get my first job when I moved to Wichita because I was a, a web de- developer. And so that was a good skill for me. Hey, can I ask a, can I ask a question about that? Oh, absolutely. So I'm not trying to bait you into adding a bunch, but <laughs> when when you think about web developing, doesn't that encompass like all these other things? I mean, for people who don't write, don't don't develop websites, there's a ton packed into that, isn't there? Yeah, there's a little bit of code writing. There's design, uh, just knowing different programs and what how to put them all together and so it's like saying it all together. playing baseball well there's a whole lot of skills inside of playing baseball yeah and you're better at some than others and yeah so yeah, a lot to go in that um and then number two kind of two and one <laughs> is a camera operator and editor um so i quickly learned doing design and web development I was good at it, but I wasn't as skilled as I was behind a camera and, and editing and putting things together. Um, and I've been doing that for what, 17 years now behind a camera filming and, and editing things. Um, and that's always a skill that can be, you know, honed honed and just made better always. So, um, how do, how do you get better at doing something like that though? You just do more of it or do you like look out and try to find people that are doing different things and mimic them or, well, you want to, you want to find out what everybody's doing and, and try to be as good or better than they are doing it. Yeah. So that, that's kind of how I get better at my trade. You know what so. I think is cool about that skill too, is that's something that you can spin off and make money with quickly if you want to. Oh yeah. And, and you know, some people are better at it than others, but it's not just advancing your career, but you can spin up a little side gig. Is that true or is that? Oh yeah. I mean, the, the day we got cameras at the advertising agency I used to work at the media buyer, uh, in the agency, his wife ran the company. So she bought the cameras and he asked her, Hey, can we use these cameras? Troy and I want to start filming weddings on the weekends to, to make some extra cash. She was like, absolutely. So, yeah, the first week we had cameras, we were on the internet or emailing people, or I don't even remember how we got our first wedding gigs, but yeah. <laughs> back then, like 2004. Carrier pigeon. So, yeah. I th- so. I th- yeah. I'm, Chad, I'm thinking about, you know, some when, when you've been in, you use the word corporate, Matt, when you're in a big organization, sometimes that answer is no. Yeah, we can't afford that. But yeah. what I love about that is I, I bet I bet she was thinking you're going to get way better at those skills and you're doing training for this job as you make money. As you make money out yeah. there. That's With awesome. their equipment. Yeah. 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 So quick story about that. Um this this past year during COVID and all that, I decided with, with my business, Trussell Media, that I wasn't going to shoot any more weddings. Uh, so I decided if I get any inquiries in 2022, I'm just going to turn them down, refer them to, to some of my friends that shoot, shoot weddings. Well, that same 
those same agency owners, still good friends of mine, um, Bill and Cindy Smith, their daughter is getting married this September and they have hired me to come down to Louisiana and shoot the wedding. And it will be the second to last wedding I ever shoot in my career. 17 Maybe. years. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, pretty yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's gonna what, be. The what what if one of your nieces is like <laughs> Uncle Troy? I will I will have uh a a wonderful videographer come come oh, shoot okay. that wedding. Yeah. At least edit it, maybe. No. no. <laughs> so for a Louisiana wedding, will they have a boil? Um I don't know what what is T- gonna be on the menu, but probably it, not just from the mess that you would make with all your fancy wedding clothes. Yeah, yeah. It, Probably not, but I have been to some southern weddings where they've had shrimp cocktail and yeah, lobsters and yeah, I've I've seen it all. Yeah. So uh and number one is a skill that I'm still honing and working on that it's actually brought to my attention recently by a business coach um that I'm linked with. So as a business owner, it's hard to take off certain hats that you wear because you have to wear so many different hats when you're running your own business. And in a videography business like mine, I get so focused in and stuck on the production side. So I'm wearing my production hat a lot, editing, shooting, all that stuff. So but I have to take it off, put on my financing hat, take it off, put on my sales hat. But I, I never even really thought that I need to take those hats off and put on my business owner hat. And so that was kind of brought to my attention and he was kind of explaining it to me, showing me on a graph. Like if you don't ever step out of these roles and become the owner and tell the other roles, what they need to be doing and focusing on in your business, you're never going to get ahead because you're always going to be stuck spinning your wheels, doing these different things. And when he showed me that and told me that, like it was eye opening for me and my business. And this happened recently, probably three months ago. And I've seen growth in those three months in my business just by changing that one little aspect. Focusing of, on your business instead of just focusing on editing and instead focusing of just on focusing shooting. on the yeah. production, focusing on the business as a whole. Yeah. So, so yeah. And that's just something that I have to stay keep reminding myself about and going back to that. So yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Number one for me. Sweet. All right. I'll start with number. Uh, He's going number two. two. I, I can just feel it. I'll go with number three. <laughs> um, and these aren't necessarily in a, in a specific outranking order. Um, modesty, humility. And I think, uh, like being knowing that like believing and knowing that you're in the room and the other people in the room with you have something that you need that you don't know. And, and so I, I can listen and learn something. I'm, you know, most of my career I was in leadership in some form or fashion person in position of authority or, um, trying to motivate folks to do stuff. And, you know, so to go in the room and to genuinely come across as I care about what you say I'm not somebody that's way up here that knows all the answers and I, I, I want your help. We're not going to be successful without your ideas. Um, it's been a, a very valuable skill uh, along the way. 
Um, number two, uh, data backed boldness, um, which is, doesn't conflict with being humble or, or, or modest, but, but genuinely standing up and speaking, uh, to the things that need to be spoken to, which doesn't happen that much. Um, and, and it's kind of funny, you know, coaching people over the years, like, why didn't you, you know, after a meeting, Oh man, I can't believe, you know, the, this is that guy said that and that wasn't true. And I'm like, well, why didn't you speak up? Well, I got to keep my job. I'm like, how many times have you seen somebody just get flat out fired right in front for speaking up in a meeting? <laughs> like how many, like, tell me, I'm a, this is a general question. Never. Like how many times, <laughs> how many years you've been working? 30. Okay. So we've established that you're just not going to get straight up canned <laughs> for saying, Hey, I've got a different, you know, I've, I've actually had some data that conflicts with what you just said, you know, something along those lines. You're probably going to get to it. I'm just really curious about your qualifier, the data backed bold. So you can't just pop off, right? You you need to know what you're talking about. If you're going to speak up. Um, and I, I, I can't remember where I talked about this before, but one of the, one of the first times, and I was early in my career, um, literally just a, an individual contributor, uh, at a, at a plant we had, I don't know, 30 ship, 30, 30 people in leadership, 30 on the salary, you know, at a 250 employee plant and had a plant manager. that was really difficult to deal with. Everybody was having issues and we did an annual employee survey and the survey structured, like you take it but on between these dates and, uh, between these dates, the survey results will be given to the leadership of the factory and uh, they have to have plans submitted by these dates. And th- those were published. And so everybody's like, well, this place stinks and this guy's ruining everything. And I'm like, well, put in the survey. Like they're asking you for feedback. You know, whatever question comes up that that would be an appropriate response. So then you should write it in there. Well, I'm not sticking my neck. I'm like, dude, it's, it's all anonymous. Like there's no, you can't even put your name on here if you wanted it to. Oh, well, you know, so, so everybody and I'm like, you know, of the 30 of us that are there, like these are 20 people that are saying this, like, and I'm like, well, d- this is our opportunity. So I was assuming that people were doing that. And, um, so survey was taken, those dates came up and survey results were distributed. I actually saw some hard copies, you know, in a binder laying on some, some of the leaders desks. And so it was known that the results have been distributed, but, uh, the, the dates passed, right? Like no, nobody brought it up. And then we're in getting towards the end of the window of when this plans had to be submitted so, of how so they're the going to improve it. The dates to hear the results passed. You're saying, yeah, those are gone. I gotcha. And now it's come, we're approaching the dates of the leadership has to submit plans that they get feedback from the team on what we could do to improve in these areas. No mention of the survey since we took it. Um, so we had a monthly staff meeting and all 30 of us are sitting in the room and at the end of every staff, anybody got any questions or whatever? And I'm like, yeah, I got a question. Uh, I'm like, <laughs> okay, well, yeah, what? Like, where, where are the survey results? It's my understanding based on the information we got from corporate that you should have already shared them with us and that you have to submit a plan. Like by the end of next week, are, are you, are, did you get the results? are you making up a plan without talking to us? And are, do you plan on ever sharing the results with us? And like all my coworkers that were around, this is we're in a smaller room. So they're like, they were standing. They just started backing up. Like, 
There's a <laughs> this guy's path. dying. There's lightning coming down out of somewhere, <laughs> and it's over. But um, well, what that turned into was uh, a, a I'll teach you to speak up moment. Uh, plant manager was like, well, we were we were just trying to figure out who could lead the efforts on pulling all the data together and such, you know, and, and, and getting the team and finding out what we needed to do. And it looks like you just volunteered to do it yet. I'm like, what? I, I, I'm not, I'm not wanting to volunteer for any of this, <laughs> but what he turned around and that afternoon I got the binder of all the results that of the detail that we weren't supposed to use, but we were supposed to see a generalized employee results. I got the specific results, not like who said what, but like the verbatim comments, not just the multiple choice answers. <laughs> and I took it seriously and started down the journey of like, we're going to genuinely give some really good feedback to our leadership to say, this is what needs to be done to resolve this. And the number of people that immediately, I can't believe you did that. I can't believe you did that. I can't believe you spoke up. I can't believe, I wish I was that brave. I wish, you know, but then I realized number one, I, I, I took what I learned from that process and the de- the detailed data that I got. I understood how survey employee surveys were taken, and I used this for the rest of my career and, and actually led other teams because this was this was easy getting good feedback from other surveys later in my career. But um, wh- what was going to happen in that situation? Like, why wouldn't anybody speak up? It, the dates were communicated. Everybody knew what the expectations were, but everybody was content to just let it all pass because they were scared just to say, you said you were going to do this. And that's all I did. And then next thing you know, I had a whole other feather I could stick in my career profile on employee engagement. So, so don't leave us hanging. So how, how did it turn out? I mean, so you pull all these results together, you got all this data. Did things change? I mean, how, how'd they, how they, what's the next step? What happened? So, um, that's pretty interesting. Check got fired. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, when I when I pulled the my level of people together, they were very honest. And when I started writing stuff down, they got very scared. Like this is what needs to happen. Oh, this is what needs to happen. Well, let's do this. <gasps> you know, don't want to. Yeah. But and and so realized that there were a lot of cowardly people that didn't want things to change. They were content with complaining. Um, That's really and then, interesting. And then I found that there were some leaders that really wanted some genuine ideas to help things get better. And then the individual that was causing all the pain ended up retiring uh, a few months after some of that stuff was coming to light because there, his leadership was starting to ask questions about some of the verbatim <laughs> comments that were there. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it, but I did, uh, you know, human nature, you know, I, I'll sit back and complain about it all day. As long as my paycheck's coming in here, you know, that's something that's a pastime, right? I don't want to do any hard work to fix all this stuff and make it better. I'd just rather complain about it. So data back, um, I, I wouldn't just get up there and say, you guys think it's leadership. You know, I was like, no, here's the commitments that were rolled out that everybody's aware of. And, and then the, the number one, uh, communication, that's a broad topic, but written verbal, um, and, and e- e- not just verbal, like from a presentation perspective, but which I've found that has advanced my career um, quite a bit, being able to speak in front of groups um, and enjoy it and it come across um, while, while you're on stage. Um, but uh, just, just communicating uh, verbally one-on-one with people um, has, has advanced my career quite a bit as well. And a lot of that's just being honest in those conversations and, 
and not being afraid to put something out there that somebody may not want to hear. One of the you're things, grinning too much. Uh, well, one of the things that I, <laughs> one of the things that I am, I strive to be like you in this area. One of the, one of the, where I tr- think, okay, Chet does this really well, and I, I don't know how many times you've done it in this recording session, storytelling. Yeah. So one form of communication that you're really good at is storytelling. And, okay. and I think that connects people and I think that gets their attention yeah. and you weave in that data, um, but all about that communication. I think that's, that's when I think it, what's Chet Sears do really well. It's yeah. Tell and stories. When I talk about presentations as well, uh, most everybody in the business world goes into like PowerPoints, but um, like I, I gave just with customer tours that we would have coming through the factory, um, probably 50, presentations a year um to new groups of people that were coming in and uh all of them without powerpoint like I, i'm just just me in front of a room talking and i i knew i knew what what i wanted to share and you know they, they don't they're not they don't, nobody go leaves a, a presentation saying man did you see that graph <laughs> like whoa can i get the printout yeah. of that powerpoint did it was awesome chad and i used to work the with bullet this. points on that page let me tell you. Chet and I used to work with this guy, and he was quiet. And the more he talked, the more he realized how much this guy had done and how much he knew. But one thing he would say, he said, we used to run entire companies without PowerPoints. Yeah. <laughs> like, you don't need a PowerPoint to run a company. Um, but, yeah, so I, I, I made a commitment. Like, I, I've got I've to pull myself off of this. Because the, the last thing I want in an audience where I want to control the messages going out is everybody focused on something other than me. Um, and that's not necessarily being selfish there, but if I'm trying to give you, if you're in this room for me to give you a message, you should be looking at me. Like you should be listening to me. You shouldn't be reading something else. So, um, and a lot of times people coach you and training is how to be gather a lot more of that. You know, I, I'm going to move around the stage. I'm going to move my hands. I'm going to do all this kind of stuff to try to distract them from the main distraction you're putting in front of their face anyway. So if you quit doing that, then what else are they going to look at other than their phones? And there's ways to get them to stop doing that as well. So anyway, communication be my number one. I've been on that tour. What'd you think, man? You could have done better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, I feel like I got the, the uh, half hearted, no, that's I, I, this one I was walking you around the factory. Yeah. Yeah. I'm talking about, yeah, I don't do you that. You weren't presenting to me like I was going to be a major buyer, you know? I, uh, I, you have one of our units in your house that's not working right now. <laughs> it's broken. <laughs> it's my a, former units. It, it's a, yeah, it's a little warm. <laughs> um, but any, he's, he's sleeping here at the office tonight. Um, at least to be here on time. The, oh, <laughs> Shots yes. fired! Shots fired! You mean that you mean was early? Awesome! <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at this! this I knew awesome. I knew I was going to need some uh, make amends. Yes. So, oh yeah, because I, I really those are the jam right there. What are these called? Loft house cookies. Loft house cookies. Can I, we open I, them up? Yes, sure. I really wanted to ask Matt to tell us about his time in the army and watch the look on his face. <laughs> <laughs> My my time in the army, it was real quick. <laughs> so for those that are, are just listening, listening, 
uh, Greg just just pulled out some uh, what okay. what was Matt's number one cookie in the top three store bought cookies list. And yeah, I think it was, yeah, and that's a half serving size based on what he said. Yeah. So anyway, that yeah, that's, that's a, awesome, man. That's, that's one. You're that's setting an, precedent. That's that's one serving mm. <laughs> for Matt because I would go They're buy four cases of those. Yeah. 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 Those no, those are good, but I. I cannot go with my number one pet peeve, which is misophonia and chewing to a microphone. Troy. <laughs> I'm not I, doing that. I can hear you because they get stuck to the top of your mouth and I can hear it getting stuck to the top of your mouth <laughs> in the mic. I know this cookie so well. I, Based on the humidity in the room and the fact that you don't have a glass of milk. Just, just like reading the wind. Just like yeah. reading the wind. Yeah. But I couldn't find any of those strawberry sugar wafers for you guys. That would have been awesome. Thank goodness. Because I... F- did you see where, where he put the, the crumbs for that under my keyboard? And then I found them later. Yeah. And then we were. It's a gift that keeps on giving. I had oh, a stash. It was. It was. <laughs> I had a stash. Like I was going to, this was going to carry out for a year. Yeah. I, I took several cookies and crumbled them in a bowl. Big investment too. And I, yeah. So I was hiding them Don't over get here. Me started. So then what happened, Matt? Well, what happened was I was getting, I was getting all the podcast stuff ready. Cause we, we, uh, we keep it here. And, uh, I'm pulling everything out and I see this bowl of wafer dust. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, very well. But it, as I saw it, it was already sliding off onto the floor and it just exploded in pink <laughs> dust behind my desk. And, my then hands. I, and then I just left it. Yeah. <laughs> like, what'd you do? He's like, it serves you right. <laughs> anyway. There's going to be sprinkles out everywhere tomorrow. Yeah. Maybe now he'll vacuum all those up with, grab them so moving on to a good word matt a good word you you have a good word i do i do and and uh i'm pulling a good word from uh my top three which is integrity okay and it comes out of uh, proverbs 28 6 which says better the poor whose walk is blameless than the rich whose ways are perverse And it goes back to, again, it doesn't matter what level you're at, who you are, but living with integrity is the way that you should, is the way that you should go because you can never be wrong if you're, if you're moving forward with integrity. And in the, there are so many verses that deal with, uh, I just call, you're all right over there? Are you choking on a sprinkle? I hope it takes you out. That that's not a good word. That's a negative word. I'm gonna bring it back around. I'll bring it back around. Still 2021. Yep. (laughs) It really doesn't apply in this office because it goes downhill in here quick. (laughs) But uh, again, uh, that's my good word. Is just is integrity. And And, but if you go back to that passage of scripture, um, it like the end result of being wealthy or successful or advancing your career is not worth jeopardizing or compromising your integrity. Yeah. Yep. So be able to let your, your head hit the pillow at night, no matter what status you are, whatever project you're working on. Hey, hey at least I know I've been honest. I haven't compromised my values. The results are the results, right? I'm not going to cheat. Yep. Oh, that's valuable. Hundred percent. That's where I'm at with a good word. Thank you, Matt. I like it, sir. Thank you, 
Greg from GregHair.com. <laughs> I love how you say that. Maybe yeah. I'll do voiceover work. Welcome to Greg Harrod's podcast, Connect, no, no, Mobilize, no. and Deliver. Wanna, he's going to want to hire me for that. Oh, yeah, because you have so much energy. Because <laughs> you're right. so animated. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to... Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, let's take this thing home, which is another way of saying, Matt, why don't you play some music? Oh, you want me to... Kick it? No, that's... Uh, we're not kicking it. We're oh, closing we're, it. We're closing it. Yeah. Close Thanks it. for joining us, but again, thank you, Greg. Glad to be uh, here. I hope you had a lot of fun. I did. Uh, I we did. enjoyed having you on here. And if you want to find Greg, uh, greghair.com forward slash connect, mobilize, deliver. will get you to his podcast page and the podcast is dropping at the end of July. Please tune in. I think you're dropping quite a few on day one. And then after that, it's weekly. And so if you're looking at um, improving your skills in your career, Greg Herod is a good place to look because he's going to be bringing all kinds of people through that'll help you do that. So tune in, connect, mobilize, deliver. You could search for that right now on iTunes or the Apple podcast, all the directors, all anywhere you listen to podcasts, it's already out there uh, getting ready. I think you have a little trailer. That's out there. Out, yep. So um, don't forget to subscribe, like, and share this podcast with your family and friends. Have a great week. Did it already drop? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, you've been talking for like five minutes. We almost ran out. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. No, you're not. Thank you, Greg. Man, that was fun. Thanks, guys. The cookie, I mean, taking care of us. As I said in the introduction, what a fun episode to be on. We just had a blast. So I hope you enjoyed it. We certainly did. That's a little bit different format than I typically do, but I really enjoy it. As Chet mentioned, my standard routine is to put those guys on at the end of the week, walking the dogs, uh, just kind of decompress and and really enjoy their time together. But hopefully you got some good stuff out of it. I always do, regardless of who's on there. Um, Yes, it's fun. Yes, it's enjoyable. But I always learn something, and hopefully you learn something today. The experience that Matt brought from his military background, the experience that Troy has from running his own business, doing a lot of different things, as well as Chet, of course, bringing that knowledge of being in various corporate settings, uh, now in a smaller business, but leading in, in a variety of ways. So I hope you found that beneficial. I know I certainly did. Out on our show notes, we'll have a link to the Hard-Headed Podcast website. Of course, that's hardheadedpodcast.com. It's the easiest way to get there. Super simple to remember. I'd encourage you to, to listen to some other episodes and enjoy that as I do. And also, listen and subscribe to those guys on Apple Podcast or wherever you, you enjoy your podcast. And give them a shout out on YouTube as well if you like watching that video. So thanks for joining. Really appreciate you taking the time and uh, joining in that conversation with the hard-headed crew with Matt and Chet and Troy. Thank you very much. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to the Connect, Mobilize, Deliver podcast at gregherrod.com or on your favorite podcast app. I'm your host, Greg Herod, and I'm glad you're here. I hope you're enjoying the show and you're getting practical tips and strategies to help you boost your career. If you are, I would love to make sure we stay connected. And the best way to do that is through my weekly emails. Just go to gregherrod.com and sign up using the big button in the upper right-hand corner of the page. And once you do that, 
please check your inbox or maybe your spam folder for a confirmation email. With one click in that confirmation email, you'll have instant access to email me directly. That's an important step in the process because if you don't confirm you want my emails, I won't send you any. The last thing I want to be doing is sending spam. But once you click the button to confirm, we are directly connected. I read every email and I'll do my best to respond soon. You can send me your thoughts on what you want to hear on the podcast. Tell me how I can make it even more beneficial for you and other listeners. I absolutely want to hear what you have to say. So go to gregherrod.com, click the Get My Weekly Emails button so we can stay connected. Thanks so much. That's it for this week's episode. I'll see you back here next week. Same time, same place. Until then, let's both keep leading with kindness and confidence.